0: Welcome to the From the STEM Up podcast. My name is Adriana, and here we spark youth connections in STEM fields. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to our 19th podcast episode for From the STEM Up. I'm so excited to talk about new perspectives with this awesome guest on this next episode. Hey Skylar, how's it going? I'm doing
1: awesome, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing actually pretty good. The weather is nice outside, um, and how about you?
1: It's been pretty great, honestly. We're starting school around September. I know that when this episode's gonna be released, it's gonna be way past that, but I'm ready to get started off with my virtual school year.
0: Definitely, yeah, so we are recording this in the summertime but when you guys are listening to this it's going to be a little bit further ahead in time but do you want to introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Yeah of course so my name is Skylar Basco. I'm 17 years old and I'm a rising high school senior from Merrick, New York which is in Long Island. No one really knows what that is but basically kind of yeah just suburbans of New York and some of my hobbies I would say it's just interconnecting all of my different interests within design, STEM, mer- particularly neuroscience and things like that. And then just building communities, entrepreneurship and business. So I just love intertwining all of those interests together just to help people on a daily basis. And some of my favorite school subjects include AP Biology. I loved that class last year and I've always loved art. Taking art classes every single year just helps me de-stress. And then a fun fact about me, is okay very interesting so um yeah when i when i learned how to ride a bike my parent actually like taped a swiffer stick to the back of the bicycle seat and then (laughs) like in front of like all the people in the park like they just they just basically just held the back of the, the swiffer stick while i was like riding my bike so i wouldn't fall but yeah i guess it worked but yeah that's just my fun fact
0: nice and what does that mean to you
1: For me, STEM is very interdisciplinary. So it's not just restricted to the acronym of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. I think it's very, um, very flexible in that also people tend to forget how important art is in the realm of STEM because you have all of these amazing innovations, science, research, engineering, um, you know, products and things like that. But What's science research if you don't know how to market it? So, I think something very key to STEM is art and marketing and just the social aspect of it. So, I think within every single field, there's some sort of STEM or engineering process that comes along with it. So, STEM doesn't just mean the whole realm of science. You don't have to be, you know, a molecular biology researcher to be into the realm of STEM. I think. It's very important that you should know that if you're a humanities person, a journalist, you know you can write about stem articles if you're an artist, you can draw stem things, and it doesn't have to be that it's just like there's always an engineering process within someone's mind um, when you're going through some sort of um creative vision and just making something in general so I think it just means to me a very like interdisciplinary field that everyone uses on a daily basis
0: exactly you don't have to. Study in STEM, but you can study with STEM and use it with all of your career goals. And even if it's not specifically STEM related, it's definitely there's a bunch of things that are related to like art and design, as you mentioned. There's a really popular field like UI UX design, it's user interface and user experience design, where you design the interface for that tech product. And I think it's a really crucial step because you can't deliver the content that the tech brings you if you can't um, communicate it well through visuals. And I think, I mean, me, I was always contemplating whether, whether I wanted to put from the Steam up, but it was just, it didn't work with the play on words, but I definitely think that a like like the A in Steam is very important, so I liked how you mentioned that. And what or who sparked your interest for STEM and why?
1: Yeah, so first of all, I love your analysis on what STEM means to you as well. And in terms of what sparked my interest, I would say it all originated. Uh, a lot of people who know me know that I love CRISPR Cas9 or just CRISPR Cas systems in general. And that stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats, which is basically just this genetic engineering tool um, that's used to modify genetics. So it has the potential to be able to modify um, some of the world's most pressing um, genetic disorders, diseases, and things like that. and mutations. And the reason why I was so into it was because I had a conversation, a shared reading, Socratic seminar in ninth grade, about, you know, the top 10 most controversial technologies of that time. So I forgot what year because I can't math. (laughs) But um, anyways, so yeah, we just had a conversation about it. and I was thinking, you know, I also really like debating on the ethics side because it's like so wrong ethically because the people who use a genetic engineering tool would basically have an advantage and those genetically modified babies would like top the charts in terms of like um, applying to jobs and things like that. And the people who don't have those advantages and are susceptible to certain diseases, um, that are very pressing within today's time, they would basically have a population decrease. So it's, it's very controversial on that end but it's also very fascinating to learn about, you know, the genetic um, molecular inner workings of the technology. So that really sparked my interest. And in sophomore year, I did this research presentation to my Foundations of Engineering class. Um, I was very nervous, but I think it really um, fascinated the audience, my classmates and my teacher, and we really got to talk a lot about the ethics and the whole technological side of it, so it just really sparked my interest for biology in general, and then I got to take AP Bio the next year, so you know that, that's one of the main uh, reasons why I was into STEM, and then I just love drawing everything related to STEM. I love drawing DNA, I love drawing brains, um, Science Olympia medals, like I just love um, intertwining everything I do with some sort of aspect of science.
0: Definitely, I'm also really interested in CRISPR-Cas9, and and when it got like uh, exposed a couple years ago, um, it was super fascinating, and it really has re- has revolutionized everything. So I definitely um, agree with with um, your 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 interest in that, and I think it was it's a really debatable topic, and and I like how you mentioned some of the ethics with it and AP biology and. A lot of its content has a lot of um, issues and ethics-related topics that can be discussed on. And I remember doing like those Socratic seminars on on that. So I really like um, debating about things in STEM, and it also really tells you that you know STEM you can even debate about it. It's it's really fun um, if you're if you're interested in that kind of stuff. I think that was a really great discovery that. Um, inspired a lot of us and you've mentioned some of your past experiences and interests what are your future career goals?
1: Yeah actually so I'm a very indecisive person so this has shifted from um, actually when I was younger I wanted to always be like a fine artist like I I literally wanted to be Picasso and then my mom was like no you're not going to college for fine arts so I'm like fine I also found STEM fascinating so I was just like I don't want to go into general engineering be mechanical uh, biomedical. So I was like setting on biomedical path my entire life, pretty much from beginning of high school. And now that like I've joined these orgs and stuff, it's really shaped my love for the realm of marketing and business. So what I want to do is originally I wanted to double major in biomedical engineering and business. But the thing about that is like biomedical engineering is a very, very um, large time commitment. So I might just want to major in business like some sort of like financial management or things like that and basically minor in biomedical engineering or neuroscience and the reason for that is because like i know business they don't have uh, much under plate for like the major and the course curriculum usually so what i plan to do is alongside that i want to run my own business or work for a company on like the financial marketing side maybe as a biotech startup somewhere either in silicon valley or somewhere in Mo- massachusetts I'm hoping for Boston or Cambridge, It's are very beautiful cities. So I definitely want to go into the whole entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial side, and yeah, maybe uh, either run my own company or just continue to work with the nonprofit community while at the same time working at my own um, job at some some company, maybe Google, Google, DeepMind or something. I'm looking into that or some sort of biotech startup. So I definitely want to. Go into the whole thing about science communication about how it's very important to make scientific discoveries and research, but it's also just as important to make it, like you said, communicable to the public so that it's marketable and people um, are more enticed to buy the product, use the product, or engage in the services. So I'm really excited to intertwine all of my interdisciplinary interests together in the future.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I like the. Like like I've met a lot of students that um pers- I want to pursue a major and a minor or like a double degree or maybe even pursue masters. And I think I think in today's world it's really important to have all those acumen with you, especially those business and marketing skills. So I really like how you have that entrepreneurial mindset, which I think is something that is is super fun. I think entrepreneurship is keeps you on your feet, but um will will help create new cool things and and i'm really excited for for what's to come
1: yeah i'm super excited as well so i don't know what's gonna happen with the whole major but you know you never know i know that like obviously my mom's opposed to like me like dropping out of college and working in silicon valley and go, starting my own company but you never know you never know what a route people take i'm just gonna go with the flow
0: see how it goes <laughs> exactly the same i am also very indecisive i don't know what i'm gonna do either so um, <laughs> i know it's just as you said everything changes in a year and then the next year you're like wait this doesn't work for me so don't like think that what you choose is seven stone because there's there's a bunch of majors out there and it's really hard to pick one um but just make sure you get the best out of it and as for colleges what like colleges are you planning to or applying to
1: (laughs) not a 10 not 10 because I don't think I'm gonna get into these but (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um and I've always everyone who knows me knows that I've always um been a simp for like MIT so yeah Massachusetts Mm -hmm. Institute of Technology and the reason why is like every year I'd go into their I think it's like brassradmit.edu website like depending on what year it is And just like really admired their the products that their ring com which is a committee of 12 students selected from that class every year um just chosen to design the the golden brass rat which is the golden ring that's presented at the graduation ceremony of mit um at the end of the four years to undergrads and they basically just get to present a really nice product that represents the entire mit class as a whole i remember i'd look at the the beaver which is known as a bezel um, the different like class shank and MIT on um, the sides of the ring it's just very beautiful to see because I I pay a lot of attention to detail and you know when I would draw when I would draw things like science olympiad medals and I like drawing 3d illusions known as like trompe lois which translates into the see the eye I'm going like off track but <laughs> anyways so I really just like my whole life has like been represented by like the MIT's beaver and it, they always I look at the The what they hold in the hand like the beaver for the ring every year and it's just like they're holding a new tool to engineer um new things like the fur the fur becomes more intricate um they're on a dam that they build and becomes more complex every year to show that entrepreneurship is like the foundation of everything but what they hold in their hands it's like the science part the engineering um i would love to um Sure, audio. Obviously, this is a podcast, so it's completely audio. But it's very beautiful if you look up MIT's Brass Rat. I just have always been fascinated by it, and I've always wanted to be on RingCom, So uh, I'm really hoping could be a part of the Beavers next <laughs> year. But you know, we'll see what happens. I'm also looking into schools like uh, that are very um, entrepreneurial, you know, minded. Obviously, when you think of business, you think of UPenn, Wharton, or am I going to like UPenn, the MNT program? M and program, the management technology, or Stanford's um, great program for entrepreneurship. So definitely want to either live somewhere in Silicon Valley uh, as I move forward in life, or somewhere Massachusetts or Pennsylvania. So any one of the three states, I just need to get out of New York. I cannot stay here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely, um, I've I've also heard really great things about um, MIT. It's it's pretty close to where I live in Ontario so a lot of people um talk about it you know in in the tv shows and too um and and i think a lot of schools um that are very entrepreneurial minded would be very good for you like like the ones that you mentioned for me i only know the stanford one um but yeah so for the listeners as you probably recognize skylar is really basing her college applications off of her interests like entrepreneurship making sure she has a good community. Um, she talked about um, the, the the kind of culture that MIT has. So that kind of mindset is what you should have when you're looking to apply to universities, not just for the name, but also for, for that community and programs and the, and the interests you have personally. And we're going to be talking more about college applications and what Skylar has been doing to help us with that. So I'm really excited. And we're going to hop on into the break right now. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by the Accelerated Learner Academy. It's a course for students and lifelong learners to go from continued failure to top marks and success. It's a four-week live program. Well, you will be learning directly from Matthew Espinoza and his team on how to maximize your brain and be more productive for this next school year. In fact, I'll be joining Matt and the others in version two of this course as an advisor in the program. I took the accelerated reading course and increased my reading speed from around 200 words per minute to 600 words per minute, which is awesome. So version two is going to be released on January 15th. So if you want to get to know me better and join the academy, be sure to check out the link in the bio for the full academy details. All right the next part of the episode all right i hope you guys enjoyed that break so right now we're going to talk more about uh, the college application process which which i mentioned a little bit before the break and it's it's a little bit of a hassle for us seniors now especially now that's virtual we probably don't have enough guidance counselors in person or campus tours so it might be a little bit harder for us in the decision process and because of this you have created beam so what was your inspiration behind this initiative, and what kind of things do you all provide?
1: Yeah, I really love talking about this and love answering this question. So, um, how it actually started was like I didn't want to start any orgs. Like, I was already on a spree of kind of just like dropping things. So I was a little bit stressed about the college application process. I was just like, I can only handle things like simply neuroscience, and that's it. Like, simply neuroscience in my college apps. But then because of that, I. I I went on a takeover on this artificial intelligence um advocacy for women in STEM account and I basically got a lot of questions about hey Skylar, can you read my college essay or Skylar, what are your tips for college application process and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rising high school senior too like I don't even know anything about the college admissions process so that's very competitive here in the US so I was what I was doing was like I was thinking you know everyone's asking me all these questions why don't I just invite these people to an Instagram group chat where we can just support each other and just talk about the college admissions process but then obviously Instagram has a limit I think it was about 30 people and I was trying to add more people and it wasn't working so what I did was I created a Slack community originally known as a class of 2021 community and then we just kind of started blasting off. We had our original logo, but then we started to rebrand and everyone was still asking me questions about Calder admissions. And I was like, I don't know. So basically what happened was it eventually expanded to now this community of nearly 1,000 members. By the time this podcast released, we probably have over 1,000, but we're, we're so close. Like, So it was like 80 more members to go. But yeah, anyways, it was very interesting. CNN, we started supplementing it with multiple programs. Um, actually, our flagship program is known as our Mentorship Match Program, where we take rising high school seniors who are in our community Slack and we're able to basically just match them long-term with a mentor from a college such... Uh, we we match them from colleges from Stanford, Columbia, Cornell, Duke, UC Berkeley... Um, Princeton, like, so many different colleges, and we've gotten so much great feedback from it because it's, like, a long-term thing rather than just, like, a quick type of call, and so that's one of our main programs, and the reason why that it's now called BEAM is, you know, we wanted to create a community conference, and the thing is, like, that was our biggest event yet, so if we were to stay as C21C, Class of 21 community, everyone would still know us as C21C, it would be hard to get out of their minds, so we renamed it to BEAM, and the reason why is because I actually did this thing during the clo- one of the closing ceremonies during the BEAM conference of day five. And I was like, I took a BEAM, no, I took the C21C sticker that we had. I cut off the C21C from like the hands, the logo hands. And I cut off the C and I was like, you know, cutting off the class, right? We're no longer going to be bound to our desks. We're no longer going to be, you know, just labeled as like students who just for five hours a day um every week just have your notebooks out just writing all this stuff studying and regurgitating the information like we don't have to be factory workers or cogs in a machine anymore so you can cut cut the class um, i also cut the 21 from the sticker so what i did was i basically said you know this like class of 21 name we all put in our Instagram bios and we all label ourselves as class of 21 for high school seniors. And what I'm saying is like, when we go off to college, we're no longer going to be rising high school seniors anymore in the class of 21. So we can definitely get rid of the label and just, you know, just don't be afraid to identify yourself with whatever you want. You could be the next founder of a company, next CEO of a company, Forbes 30 under 30, like world change maker, president, Nobel Peace Prize winner, whatever you want. and But you don't have, no one's going to associate you with class of 21. And then I took the last C in C21C and then I stuck it in my forehead. And I was like, hey, but well, we're still going to be a community though. Like nothing, nothing's going to change about that because even though we might go in different directions and diverse paths, we're still going to have that community bond that's very solidified. So. Whoever's in this Slack right now, we're always going to remember who helped us in the college admissions process, and it was this community. So therefore, um, I took, you know, I took the seed thing off my forehead, and then I took my beam sticker. The new sticker is a bit smaller. Um, even though it's smaller, I think it was it just represented something very big. And beam stands for believe, educate, apply, and manifest. And I think it's something that really is representative of our entire community because we're not just going to be restricted to a community of rising high school seniors. I know that it was there's going to be a lot of concerns regarding the fact that, you know, the vibe is going to be different. And yeah, of course the vibe is going to be different when we allow more people other than just rising high school seniors to enter the Slack. But the point is like not to keep a vibe, but to keep helping people. And that's why we want to expand our community and help as many people as we can. So and manifest really represents our generations, like one of the main lingo's. So we felt like, you know, Beam just very—it was definitely an encapsulation of um, what we wanted to look into moving forward. So those are the staple programs of Beam, and we also have SAT prep. We want to expand into AP prep, ACT stuff, and SAT subject tests. We also have Zoom nights, which are really cute. We just every Friday we host a night just to basically you know, bond and de-stress, um, you know, besides the college admissions process, so, but our main thing is just the community. It's like, it's really, you know, I, I really am going to give shade to things like Reddit and called confidential forums, because what they lack is that one-to-one personal connection that you can't get in this being community. There's nearly 1,000 students, so you're bound to make a few friends in there who have the same interests as you, and are willing to help. Like I I posted like my essay the night before it was due or like a few hours before it was due like for MIT wise for this UPenn program. And within seconds they're like, there's like 10 people who want to edit it. So like you can't get that support anywhere else. And I think that's something that's very unique about this community for BEAM. And I'm very thankful to be surrounded by nearly 1000 members um, on a daily basis who just have my back and have each other's backs
0: definitely and as a rising senior myself i'll definitely apply to that after this because i'm like whoa why am i not part of this community <laughs> um but i really liked um another point that you made that you sort of rebranded in that you were focusing on more of on the community instead of the concept um because you wanted to make it a little bit more long lasting, which I think is really important because past because class of twenty twenty one past college applications will will still be class of twenty twenty one, but they'll also be worrying about other things and you know SATs or getting your dorm room or even just life advice. Um and I really and I just like that little anecdote you gave. I think it was really cute. Um with the stickers and things like that um so i definitely recommend if you guys are looking for that kind of advice and going into college um definitely check out beam so it's not exclusive to just class of 2021 right like more people can participate
1: um so as of now up until june 4th 2021 which is like the birth of (laughs) class 21 community or beam um, we're still just going to have it open to only high school seniors in the class of 21 mm-hmm. um, who are applying to colleges. But during that day, June 4th, we're definitely going to open up to pretty much everyone, um, starting with just rising high school um, soph uh, and rising high school juniors and seniors, like the next class, because we want to focus on the people who need like the most help. So we you know juniors, you have to go through the APs, the S- um, SATs, and you know everything. Like juniors, just very hectic. obviously seniors are the ones applying college apps and then we're going to open it to all college students so that they can
0: help um those priority students directly definitely uh so you guys talk a lot about advice um for applications so what advice would you give to students applying this year um, especially in the new virtual setting
1: yeah i think um something that's very important within any process um when you're competing like especially in such a rigorous process, I think collaboration is so important nowadays. A lot of people are very against it in things like forums like Reddit and forums like College Confidential. It's so competitive that they want to hide this information and forums like r slash chance me just really foster a lot of imposter syndrome. But I think it's very important to collaborate with other students who are struggling through the same thing as you, because in the end, the reason why we have a lot of hands on our logos like we're all reaching for goals and we're going to get get through them together so ask ask your peers like ask your friends who know you the best and know you as a person because like more than likely they're going to be able to tell you something about you that you don't know about yourself and say like if they were an admissions officer like what would they want in that essay or what would they want in that ec list like really know how to brand yourself but also before before knowing how to bring yourself maybe like lay the foundation and then get some feedback from your peers um maybe you can ask college students but i think uh because we're all struggling through the same process together and you know we we really know each other the most and the people who are struggling together through the same process will obviously have a better sense of you know the process that they're going through so really ask around like join our community um even like within the next years and next years, we're we're gonna open the community to everyone else. So feel free to join Beam so that you can get that um, needed review on your essays, ECs, resumes, and literally anything interviews, and just like maybe even community support because everyone needs it. It's not just about the college application process. It's making sure that your mental health and well being is okay within this time because it, it is stressful because it's virtual. It's like you don't get to see your friends, you don't get to see your teachers rest of your family or neighbors and it's, it's very upsetting, but I think the community has really um, made up for it this time period where everyone is struggling. And I think it's very important that collaboration um, over competition is a future and should be emphasized um, within the coming years and beyond.
0: For sure, for sure, especially in that virtual setting, that community is needed. Um, what advice would you give to high school students who are looking to apply to other things like scholarships or internships do you have like special advice that you would like to give
1: yeah so um starting with the part for scholarships i know there's a lot of big scholarships out there like coca-cola gates um elk's most valuable students but what i really recommend is starting locally because um chances are like i hate to break it to you and be the devil's advocate but you may you chances are you're not going to get the big scholarships the national ones so mm-hmm. of course you can still apply but I really recommend going to your guidance counselor of course this is the one time where like guidance counselors like um, are really needed in this process because they they know all the local scholarships like go to your principal or teacher or like um, people in like your local organizations and ask for the scholarships because even though they might be things like $100, $250, $500, $1000, like all of that can eventually add up. And yeah, so in addition to local scholarships, I also recommend looking at the scholarships at the college that you go to. So when you're, when you're looking at a college, you want to see do they offer merit scholarships or are they only need-based where they basically just provide financial aid based on, you know, your income, uh, tax returns and things like that, or are they need blind where they can give you merit aid and things like that. So I recommend looking for scholarships on a local level. Most importantly, avoid the national and international ones because a lot of people are applying to those. Um, unless you have something very enticing about your app that it's really going to stand out. Obviously, like I won't I won't doubt anyone's abilities, um, but the thing is like your chances are definitely higher from a local standpoint, and also just look really research about the college because when I was talking a about college students at college panels at beam they said really do your research because I didn't do enough research like at x college and I I would have got in if I just did more research for like the why this college question so that's my advice for scholarships and then for internships I really recommend um, branding yourself so when you go on make a, as a high schooler make a LinkedIn profile because um, it's a great start to your um, post high school like pre-professional life and I think branding yourself making a LinkedIn profile making your Instagram look nice make your Instagram a business account put a tagline on there really put the keywords that are very integral like my bio is like um it has its tags being community it tags of neuroscience I put like freelance UIux logo graphic designer I put like my high school and then like my Harvard mentee position. So really just know how to brand yourself and then use your personal branding to be able to be credible when talking to people like college students or professors and when emailing them just really tie into the fact that you love their work, you love their research and you know really entice them with you know your interest in what they do because people love talking about themselves. So what you wanna do is just really cater to that and then talk about how you can use what they do currently to inspire your work. So I think it's the best thing to do, even though I don't do personal research, uh, I've been able to gain a lot of mentors um, by using that strategy of both personal branding and then just putting yourself out there. They might leave you unread or they might answer you. Um, just really shoot your shot um, and you never know, you never know, you can, you can hit a slam dunk. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Um, I I really liked all that advice as well. Doing your research and for the scholarships part, a lot of people even just like don't know about the regional scholarships because they only focus on the big ones. And and I know in the U.S. it's like Coca-Cola. Here in Canada, it's Loran. Um So make sure that those like five hundred plus dollars will will add up um, and really help with. Things like getting textbooks and 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 those things you don't really think about. Right. Um, And if you are feeling a little bit wary about your application process to college. um, There's there's an amazing community beam. Um, Definitely go apply. I will have that application link in the bio Um, and I think it's amazing. And what does BEAM stand for exactly?
1: Oh yeah, Uh, BEAM stands for Believe, Educate, Apply, and Manifest. So um, yeah, just like, we don't really have an explanation for every single word, but just like overall just ties into the fact that we're going to be open to an interdisciplinary audience um, and not just rising high school seniors. And we just want to first jump into the process, like believe, like believe that we're going to you know, achieve something greater, apply. So actually do the tangible work and then educate, just learn from others, collaborate with everyone. And then just once you submit the application, just manifest it, just keep on hoping and then slay those interviews, like do whatever you can and eventually you'll get there. So you might be working hard right now and you might be stressful, but eventually you're going to get there. You're going to get there some way, in one way or another
0: definitely and it's going to be a lot more manageable especially especially when you have such an amazing community like beam yeah so do you have anything else to add that you'd like to shout out or
1: uh really I, I just want to shout out like everyone here um who's listening to this podcast you made this far i uh, bless you because I I personally don't listen to podcasts that much I really should I should listen more to the stem up podcast um really you know just Uh, give it up to Adriana for um, taking the time out of her day to be able to interview me and stuff like that. And yeah, so just shout out to you guys. And um, I hope that, you know, whatever I've been talking about here, just the resources, the advice was helpful to you guys. And I hope that um, you'll be okay within the college admissions process. It's going to be a stressful time, but if you join communities like Beam, even if you join, don't join Beam, I hope you take the advice into consideration. And, you know, I just really hope you take everything into account when um, looking into your career goals and beyond. So if anything, you know, the most important thing is just to stay relaxed and just do what you want to do. Like just, if you want to do, you want to do it, but there's certain things you got to do, put them in your, in your Google calendar or whatever, but that's it, that's all I have for now. And I hope everyone has a nice day, week, and you know, is able to achieve their goals. And if here, just like contact me if you have any other questions.
0: Definitely go with the flow. And thank you so much, Skylar. I will have all our socials linked down below. Make sure to check out her work at beam and Simply Neuroscience. Um, so I'll have her LinkedIn, her websites, um, her Instagram, her Twitter, and her Facebook, all linked down below. All right, see you guys next week. And remember to always ask questions and to stay curious. Bye.